even even if he has to even if he has to do something funky to like I say make it uh, palatable for the white audience, this brother is employing damn near all black cast and not only African Americans, Africans from the continent. <clears throat> he's employing behind the camera like costume designers. I'm sure make a, so that alone to me is worth it. Right. It's it, it, that's it, that's amazing to say. Yeah. And like I said, it's gonna be, and I, I almost get it's gonna be. I can see three films being out of this. There's just to me, there's no doubt it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a three film thing. It's not. It's not gonna be only Black Panther film you see. Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora. People who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. I had the honor and privilege of introducing the watcher on the wall. Somebody who has been observing, uh, critiquing, cataloging the strides, the victories, the progress that the African diaspora has been making in the sci-fi genre. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Martin Reese. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, and thank you for having me on. No problem, man. No problem. So like I said in, in the intro, man, I feel like you, you can teach us a lot about what's happening in black sci-fi. Not only uh, are you an author yourself, uh, you got a book on Amazon, uh, Malogo and his quintuple of trouble. Uh, not only do you have that book, uh, but you also review other people's stuff. So um, let's let's get into it a little bit. What drew you to sci-fi? Well, actually, to be honest with you, uh, my parents. <laughs> really? Uh, my parents, yes, yes, absolutely. My mother read a lot of science fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, uh, when he was younger, wrote some things, and he was always telling, he was a great and absolutely outstanding storyteller. Okay. Uh, and he even wrote, and he would talk about uh, things like Captain Video and things like that. So wow. because of that, and, and they had books. We had books in the house. Mm-hmm. So I would do a lot of writing. So that's what got me into science fiction and fantasy and, and, and comics. Even okay. it, it came from my parents, actually. Gotcha. Now, uh, your your occupational background is it in writing? Is it? I mean, where where are you coming from? Well, actually, my occupational background is I'm an engineer. Um, actually, I work uh, from City of Cleveland's uh, Division of Water now, but I'm an wow. engineer. Been over 20 years in, in engineering. Uh, but you know, it's always been one of those things about, you know, when you into the math and the science and everything, what do people mm -hmm. say do, we'll go into engineering. Right. Uh, uh, my actual, my actual first love was actually getting special effects. <laughs> really? <laughs> when I saw Star Wars. Yeah. When I saw Star Wars, I wanted to get individual effects, individual effects. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I remember writing, uh, to the, to, uh, this, this lady who, who was a Cleveland plane dealer here who talked about who was a, who was an advisor. I said, hey, I'm going to give a special, what can I do? She said, well, if you, you know, if you get in the car, you have to start off in carpentry. And I'm like, carpentry? Wow. 
you know, so, so that, you know, I was like, I didn't want to be doing the carpet. I didn't understand. And she explained about how you build sets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so when that happened, I like, well, okay, I'm, I'm, I wind up going. Always had that love for the writing and for, you know, science fiction, fantasy and that. And I've always, you've always worked on doing that. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Now, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, some people, I say that sci-fi predicts the future, right? So um, you, you talked about uh, Star Wars. Uh, did you see Star Wars in the theater, or was it like on television, or when you first saw Star Wars? No, I saw it. I saw Star Wars when it first came out. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> my man, my mom took me to that. How old was I? I don't know. I was in. I don't know. I was in elementary school, and my mother took me right afterwards. She still had a nursing uniform on, and uh, we saw Star Wars, and I could hear that damn breathing. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, for like a week after that, man. So, um, right, so and, I, and I still remember the Star Destroyer going across the screen, seeing like it went went forever. Forever, That's what I with that scene, right? Yeah, but <laughs> you know that that movie was special. I think in American culture, y- you know what I mean. That, that movie was yes, special. Absolutely. Um, I have a theory as to why. Do you do you think? I mean, what's what's your thoughts on it? Is it just because it was innovative with special effects? Was there something more to it? What do you think? Well, what I think what it was is they took so many uh, uh, mythological things and put it together in a movie like, you know, like the old Western style. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, uh, of course, you know, good versus evil. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the force, you know, is a greater being than yourself. And, of course, the thing was that no, at that time, there was not had been nothing like that that major on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, like, I mean, starter stories and ships, it's just all this mythos that went around, you know, doll fighting, mm-hmm. you know, for World War Two. They put mm-hmm. all those elements in there. Uh, you know, some of those elements even came from the old samurai movies, you know, yep. the R2-D2 and Z-3PO. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that movie called? The Fortress. You know, oh, wow. uh, that came out. Yeah, yeah. Those characters, the two of those characters made from the foot. That's one of the inspirations for R2-D2 and C-3PO. It was a Tashira Mifune movie, yes. Okay. Uh, but I've seen that movie, by the way, the original. Mm. Um, so that that's it, it. Had so many elements that I think that's what that's what really you know brought everything together. Everybody said they were cliches. Yes, mm-hmm. they were, but they worked all together. Worked. They they were stitched together very well. Yeah. Do you feel like there's been a movie since that has had a similar cultural impact as Star Wars? It's you know it's. You know, it's it's hard to. It, I, I'm not sure you can say it because how Star Wars has spawned like a thirty, of, well now forty year run. Wow, that's true. You know, that's of true. films. I mean, I remember a, a, a good, good friend of mine and I. What we do, high school friend, known as high school. We go see when the new Star Wars movies come out. We go see them. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take a day off and we go see the new Star Wars films. We wow. do that for a while. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Episode One came out, okay, mm-hmm. we went to see it and. I remember this guy was there at the movie with his son talking about when he first saw the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Episode, you know, and it was amazing. I said, wow, this is 30 years later. Yeah. And this guy is telling, now he's bringing his son to see the movie. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you can say that a film, I mean, in the sci-fi area, you know, has had that type of impact. It's hard to say there's nothing bad that's like impact. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about classics like, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Of course, there are classics like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the you know, but they're considered, you know, maybe art 
little more artistic films, but yeah. not not like not like what Star Wars has really spawned. I don't yeah, believe. Yeah, I I can't argue with you on that one. I can't argue with you on that one. I wish I could say The Matrix, but when you put it in that forty year context, it's not even close. Right, it's, it's oh, even you close. know, love the film, love the film, yeah. you know. But yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's talking about you know Matrix Episode Nine. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So um, the the thing I think that makes uh, Star Wars so amazing is that um, now I was a kid, obviously in the seventies, but I, I feel like during that period, um, it became more than sci-fi. It became like American myth. Right. You know what I mean? It, it became, right. it, you know right. what I mean? Uh, I don't know how the samurai films play over there in Japan. You, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like Star Wars was was uniquely American kind of a thing. And um, I heard uh, one of my favorite commentators, uh, Mubi Abu Jamal, and I know he's a controversial figure, but... He said that, you know, when Star Wars came out, people were flocking to it because they saw themselves as the rebels. You know, <laughs> That's interesting. They, they saw you know, the American, uh, you know, psyche kind of, you know, saw themselves as the rebels fighting, you know, the evil empire out there or whatever. You know, maybe right. the empire was communism. Maybe the empire was, <laughs> you know, the 70s. I don't know if we was still, messed, you know, under Vietnam, whatever it was. Right, right. But he was saying in actuality... America was the empire. Mm. You know what I mean? That's America was the empire. <laughs> you know what uh, I'm saying? Right, that's point of view. And we didn't want to see it. We didn't want to accept that uh, fact. We was we all kind of <laughs> agreed to this illusion, this delusion, that um, we were fighting against some overwhelming odds when, in fact, it was the quote-unquote third world countries that was rebelling against the West. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I never right, heard nobody right. flip it like that. And I said, God damn, that's that's a hard argument to beat. So anyway, I just wanted to explore that with you. Tell me what you think. Now, um, when I think like sci-fi, right. I mean, uh, there's a couple of uh, names that uh, occur to me. Uh, a brother who I interviewed, uh, which I'll uh, get the interview out shortly. A brother named, uh, I think it's Z.C. Claiborne. You ever heard of this brother? Okay. Um, I, have, I have not. Okay, there's a there's a, a, a beautiful sister named uh, uh, Cerise Renee Murphy. Um, yeah, Murphy. Um, that I interviewed. Okay. She does, you know, kind of like a you know paranormal kind of vibe. Uh, Kai Leaks. She does, I guess, what would be called erotic paranormal romance kind of thing. Okay, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that. Her. She. I have heard of her. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tell me some uh -huh. people that you're familiar with. Some people that are doing some tremendous work in the area of sci-fi. Sure, uh, I can name you. Well, for example, there's a uh, a a author. Her name is uh, N. K. Jemison. Okay. Uh, she is. Hello. Hey, Martin. Sorry about that, man. I, I don't know what happened. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's technology for you. So let me that's, ask the question that's, again. That's. Obviously, going to cut that. 
So, um, sure. uh, Martin, tell us some of the, uh, just name us some, some people that you're familiar with that are making serious moves in, uh, in black sci-fi. Sure. Well, there's one, well, there's one writer, uh, N.K. Jemison. She writes this series it's called The Broken Earth Series. She's written, actually got a couple books out. Um, uh, one of the books she has out is Obelisk Gate. Um, and she is a, 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 a tremendous author. She is about a world uh, where these people have the ability to uh, actually create like earthquakes wow. in this world called stillness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the people are, all, are very much so uh, uh, afraid of them. Um, and, and it's about their, their, uh, you know, it's about their life. And I mean, it's, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous series that, that she has done. Uh, and then there's another, uh, writer. Her name is, um, uh, Nady, uh, Nady Okafer. Okay. Uh, she's another side, another side, another a science. Oh, writer. I actually writes, have one of her books. Oh, great. 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 Yeah. One she, of her books. Yep. Yeah, she's a she's a tremendous uh, a science fiction writer. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things that she writes come from the point of view of Nigeria, so she you know she, uh, her background is is, is Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another writer uh, um, I've actually had a chance to meet him directly is uh, Stephen Barnes. He's a he's written for film uh, for, for for television, uh, um, and actually he created a character uh, named Aubrey Knight. Um, because uh, there's a book he wrote called Gorgon's Child. And mm-hmm. Arby Knight is, uh, he's like a, he, 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 he's like a martial artist. Uh, and just, uh, 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 you know, bad, apocalyptic future, sort of like. And I always p- picture him as being played by like Michael J. White if he did a film about, about him. Mm-hmm. So he, that's, that, those are some of the authors that, that um, uh, I've, I've read and that I'm aware of. Uh, of course, you know, of course, there's, you know, one of the famous ones, uh, a MacArthur winner, and uh, it's Octavia Butler. Right. You know, she wrote books like Kindred, and, and, and she wrote books like Wild Seed. Uh, that's, one of, that's another writer who, who of course, was, a, was a, a tremendous writer. Yeah, I read Wild Seed. That was, that was, ooh, that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, you know, and, in fact, a, a funny story, I had an had actual chance to uh, meet her. She spoke. And, oh, wow. and, uh, you know, and it was amazing. You know, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, how did you come up with this concept of mm-hmm. Doro, you know, any, I would, and she actually said her thing was, well, she thought about what would happen if, if she could live forever and just procreate. I mean, so she actually said, mm-hmm. that's how you came with the any, I will character. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You got the, you know, you got basically what became kind of like a love story between these two immortal characters. I said, man, how, that was just the imagination mm-hmm. of this woman was just amazing. And yeah. she made a lot of social commentary too. You know, See, but those are, those are, are yeah, some that's awful. what was, that was, I kind of, I, maybe I'm, I'm not as, I don't, I just didn't, I didn't catch the social comment. I was shocked, but mm-hmm. the way the male protagonist was behaving. Right. Because he was right, almost right. like, having kids in order to find a more uh, suitable body. You, right. you know and, what I mean? And, and create this race. It created, I was like, create this master race, you know, yeah. it was like experimentation. You know, he didn't have a type, but you know, you think about it, he had time, you know, being that he couldn't die, you mm-hmm. don't think about it, he, what kind of time did he really have to humanity itself? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. I did a lot of exploration that, but like I said, that's the, she, she was deep. <laughs> yeah, that was heavy. That was heavy. And, Absolutely. um, and so if, if folk go to Martin's 
theory of relativity, and there's no apostrophe, uh, Martin's theory of relativity blogspot.com. You'll see a ton of reviews that Martin has done on, you know, sci-fi novels, comics. Um, when you, uh, when you re review a book, uh, Martin, is, do you have a preference? Do you have a preference for comics, sci-fi, uh, novels? You have a preference? I'm gonna say I really have a have a preference. I, I've just mainly done, you know, I mainly done done the comics. Okay. Um, uh, but I, you know, I, I haven't done a lot of uh, uh, books yet. But I do, I do plan to do some more books. But mainly, what I've, I have done is, is is the comics. And reason sometimes with the comics, you got a lot of people that are out there doing some indie stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like to try to bring the attention to those people that are doing like because not a lot of people know about them. Sometimes they do they do some tremendous work going on out there. You know it. Every comic book doesn't have to be created by DC and Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> there are some good stuff, good stuff going out there by other by other authors. And so artists. let's talk about them. Who's who's out there doing uh, indie uh, black comics that you're excited about? Well, one one thing I I, I look at out there is uh, uh, Joe Ellis. She's doing like uh, uh, Callus Prime. Uh, it's through Lion Forge Comics, uh, okay. and they have a, a very great. Uh, uh, diverse uh, universe. Uh, so, let me see. You've also got um, a book called Destroyer. Uh, last, off last name is Lavelle. Mm -hmm. uh, Laval is what his name is. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's another take on doing um, Frankenstein. It's, another, it's take on the Frank, whole story of Frankenstein, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's called Destroyer. Okay. You know, it deals with this uh, uh, woman, this black woman who's actually descended of the Frankenstein family. Okay. And she's looking to resurrect her son, who was Ooh. killed by by a street by um, a police officer. Wow! You know, um, and, and it really yeah. is a it is a, it's a, it's a it's a great it's a great story. So those are you know some of the authors that are out there. You mm -hmm. know, of course, on my blog, you know, you find a lot of other folks that are out there because I just I do the indies and I do sometimes I do some out of out of Marvel and DC by mm -hmm. uh, you know people of color who are authors in the comics. Mm -hmm. Do you have? Uh... Uh, do you view the the books in a in in a different light, whether not as indie or or Marvel and DC? Do you view them all as the same? Um, you know, in terms of uh, I guess a cultural product. I, I guess the case I don't view them all the same. Everybody, they got there are different flavors. Let's face it. Let's you know we're not all the same. <laughs> okay. We have different flavors, so I won't say I view them all the same. Everybody's got a different take on got a different take with their what their different take with their works mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know for example you know uh if you get a guy uh like say david walker who i write who, who i like you know was a writer i like who 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 who's writing who wrote power man i wrote series power man iron fist for marvel and also he wrote uh right now he's writing luke cage okay. for marvel comics and occupy avengers and he did a book called nighthawk you know he he, had, he really has a a, a a certain a style of writing uh, that's different uh, than say like Joe Willis, for example, who's writing for for uh, Lion Force Comics. Because everybody's just got a different flavor of their writing. I guess I, I view them all a little bit differently. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. And uh, you know, I've been saying for uh, at least a year now that we're experiencing uh, uh, a renaissance amongst African. I would say the African diaspora because I'm becoming aware of how comics are popping in in the motherland. You know, comic creators. Are, are gaining a foothold in the Caribbean. Um, there seems to be this uh, resurgence of not only 
uh, African inspired content, but African owned, you know, companies, you know, it may be just the husband and the wife, you know, uh, but I mean, these cats are not only are they creating content, but they're getting support. I right. mean, yeah, right, right. Yeah. What have you noticed about the Kickstarters? Have you noticed that the folks, uh, the African uh, creators, you know, African American, when they set up a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. I'm noticing not only are they hitting their 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 targets, they're hitting them early mm-hmm. and they're going over. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Because in fact, <laughs> be honest with you, I was saying maybe I should try to try to. Uh, 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 go more toward the comic book end <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Of, of things because, uh, for example, Tuskegee, uh, famous days like this book, Tuskegee Airs, right, came out, uh, and I think they hit their target like within seven hours. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it was crazy. It was the fact. I, it was unbelievable. They hit. They, they hit their target and they surpassed their target. Yep. You know, and yes, but that's what I, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, what that really shows is there is a it shows there is a need, and these people people are really showing their you know people are really showing their target. Uh-huh. Uh, they're doing a good job of promoting their Kickstarter before they set them up. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a combination there, and it's, and and I'm certainly you know supporting a number of these uh, uh, of these projects. They're very they're very good projects. Very mm-hmm, good projects. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you know you talked about there's a need. Um, mm-hmm. A need and and damn it, a demand for this kind of content. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's a demand for this kind of content. And and and, and the reason why I'm saying it is because as wonderful and this is this is my bias coming out. As mm-hmm. wonderful as as the as some of the books that you might find on DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. they're not satisfying what people want mm-hmm. to see. They're not doing it. You know, you right. know, they're not doing it. And so this is an, a tremendous opportunity for African creators to step in and, and talk to your own folks because they're Absolutely. willing to listen and they're willing to support you financially. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's you put out a good product and people are going to support you. That's yep. what it is, yep. you know. And and the thing is, and there are things that are put out that maybe, you know, if they tried to take this to make a Marvel or say a DC, they may not take the project. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They might not be able to get that project. They, they may not get, get that project off there, but by, you know, by using a, a crowdfunding platform where they actually get an audience, uh, it, they're able to, to, to get their products out there and the products are told from a totally different point of view. Yeah. Uh, than what you see in the mainstream, they have, and of course, if you, when you do the project like that, you have more freedom with your writing also. Exactly. Which is yeah. very important. You get to say what you really want. You get to say what you really want to say. And what you really want to say is what the people really want to hear. Right. You know what right. I mean? They don't right, want right, right. all that superheroes to be to be crippled, to be sidekicked, mm. to have be blind, right. you know, to be ex-cons. Right. They don't want all that shit. Right. <laughs> they don't want that shit. But right, that's what right, you're going right. to get they, with these white publishers. Yeah, sometimes be- it, 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 t- yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens a lot of, yeah. a lot of times, you know. And, you know, as I say, we have, ima- and, and one thing I say that this is, this is true is we got, we have imagination too. You know, we could create characters. I mean, you know, love Black Panther, don't get me wrong, but let's face it, that was not created by a black person. Not at all. You know, I love the character, you know, it was right now it's written by a, a, a black writer at, you know, who's doing, I think, an excellent job on at Marvel on Black Panther now, I think, mm-hmm. you know, my belief is, but, um, yeah, I we have, have the book. I don't know. 
I don't know. I yeah, it's an excellent book. book. Okay. Yeah, it's an excellent. It's an excellent book. It's an excellent book. So why um, why so why uh why your boy uh, I should say your boy make his uh, bodyguards women? What, what, uh, what's that about, man? You <laughs> I mean, if I'm thinking that black... the Malaji or whatever they're called. Yeah, Dora. Yeah, I come Dora Bruh. Malaji. Yeah, Dora that's Malaji. What, that's what that's what what it's been. I mean, I I can't say why that was done. That that that's that's Bruh. what it's been. It makes makes for some interesting characters. To me, it, you it, know, it kinda, uh, I mean, to uh, me, if the women out front in Wakanda fighting, I think the the men might be might be kind of bitches, man. Nah, nah, they ain't. <laughs> bruh, bruh, come on, man. When, when the last time you seen? A, I, I've you. seen I've seen women take up for guys in the street. <laughs> right, you know, right. It, well, you know what's funny? It's not a good look yeah, for the you guy. I'm telling you. Yo, some people think you know actually that that the Amazons were created from a tribe from from uh, uh women warriors in Africa. You know, there's some theories about that. You know, so it's not like it, they haven't existed. You know, um, you know. what 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 is it about the men? What the men? I mean, what does I say don't about the see. Men? I, I, you know what? It just says that men. It you know what? It says that men and women fight. <laughs> All right. All That's right, what it right. means. Don't mean the men don't fight. You it running for office, Mr. Mr. Reese. You running for office, bruh. Politics. You running for office. <laughs> Diplomatic <laughs> as you want to be, Mr. Martin Reese, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he don't want to say it. He don't want to say mean, it. It's just mean the women fight, too. That's yeah, what it means. That's what it means. It means right, they get equal in battle. Yeah, all right, man. You say so, brother. I understand. 2017, I understand, man. Shut you down. Yeah. Right, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you can donate man. to my campaign office. But that just kind of touches on the idea of how mm-hmm. comics and sci-fi are a product of culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as since it's a product of culture, it's going to kind of uh, fictionalize, it's going to kind of exaggerate, it's going to and it's it kind of bring to light your cultural principles what you feel is important. That's mm-hmm. why in mm-hmm. white, you know, comic book companies, the black characters mm-hmm. aren't as powerful because that's not part of their cultural aesthetic. That's that's not a value that they hold, you know, and I understand that. I get it. You know, I'm like, cool. I mean, as long as we have access to the means of production. To right. me, the diversity argument is moot. Make your own mm-hmm. shit. Make exactly. your own shit. Right. You know, right, so, right, right. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's but that's why I think that, you know, Black Panther has been uh, shaped the way he has to make mm-hmm. it very palatable, because at the end of the day, we may say this is a this is a black character, but it's for white consumption. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They but they want to target now, us. The 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 trailer's gonna look all hot and everything, but when we get to that mm-hmm. movie theater, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be a different agenda. They tricked you. Come uh, on, you come on, what? Mark. They tricked you with that lightsaber Let- thing and your boy Finn. Come on, man. They tricked you. You know you was bamboozled. Man, I will say that, you was running well, up. You know what? <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna tell you. You know what? And, if and then you, you know, found I out he was write, a janitor. Come on, man! I was a uh, janitor. Wait, now, now, see, see, oh, Lord. I got a blog about that. Oh man! And okay, they go ahead. Big, big in charge of that ship. Mm-hmm. What, what he did, he had to know how to get in and out that ship. It wasn't just an ordinary like I'm. I'm just a janitor. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's the way I felt about it. He was more than that. Yeah, he said that, Janitor. And I, and I did write a blog about that because people were so tremendously upset about the character Finn that I was like, look, when you let them, we allow them to develop the character. You know, you know, I mean, yes, I admit, I, everybody thought Finn was going to be the Jedi. I understand that. But and I they're still, hey, look, they're still them, under let, that delusion. Right. Well, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, so basically you look at it like this. He's more of a, he, he'll be more to me, more like a, a, a almost like a Han Solo type of character. You yeah. know, and she's more like, like, like the, and, yeah. and, and, and Ray will be more like the, um, you know, like uh, the Luke Skywalker character. Martin. That's how I kind of, that's how I kind of see it. You know what, man? Your faith uh, is tremendous. I, yes, I have faith. Your, your, your optimism is overflowing. <laughs> They gave us a reincarnation of Jar Jar Binks, in my opinion. Oh my goodness! He's a comic relief. He was running bad. around. He it was twelve years a clone. He was running around and when him, uh, uh, drinking out of a trough and everything, and, uh, uh, scared and everything, and people hitting him upside the head. Oh come on, bro! Come on, man! Jar not, you know what? Jar I, Binks, man! I could understand. What you're saying? Don't uh, get me wrong. Verse. I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's bad. Look, nothing could be bad. They, they're Jar -Jar playing Jar -Jar with our emotions. <laughs> nothing could be as bad as Jar Jar Binks. But All also, right, back to Black Panther, that movie's gonna make a lot of money, and it's gonna be a good film. I'm gonna say that now. He hit him in the back, swiped him in the back with a lightsaber. He fell out. <laughs> Luke Skywalker got his hand cut off, and he was still conscious. Come on, bro. Come uh, on, Luke Skywalker baby. Got, Luke Skywalker oh, got me down. <laughs> he got his hand cut off. He got his head and he got beat down. And he was still making moves. He was still making moves. He hit him with that. He hit him with that thing. He was like, ah, you know what I mean? He just fell. I was like, I was like oh man, y'all oh, thanks no, Disney. Believe me. Can I be honest with you? Can I, I be honest with you? Disney right treated the black character like shit, in my opinion. But at least Lucas gave the black character some dignity. Mm -hmm. They weren't you know, the main not, people, you know mm -hmm. but you can't tell me that Mace Windu and, and your man uh, Lando Calrissian they weren't a stronger character than Finn. I mean, can we at least agree oh, on I'm that? Not, you know what? I okay. will absolutely one hundred percent agree with you on that. All right, all right, all right. That's what I will do. That's why I will absolutely one hundred percent agree with you on that. I want to be wrong. They were definitely better characters. Martin, oh, no, I want to no, be I wrong. I want Finn to be a great, you know, strong, but I don't. I don't see it, brother. Yeah, you. I know. Once, once they, once they, once they play with your emotions, you're like, well, hey, why should I believe you? Why should I believe? You? <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, right. So, so anyway, man, I'm excited. I'm gonna come to the the movie theater with my dashiki to Black Panther, just uh -huh. like everybody else. <laughs> like right, 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 right. Just like everybody else gonna come. Everybody That's right. else. That movie's gonna make. That movie's gonna be a huge opening oh, night. You know, it's Lord gonna be a huge opening. I mean, the damn you know, trailer. When I last checked, it was like. 27 million views or something crazy like that and that was and at like least what they ago. did what they got a very good director and the yeah. writer they have mm -hmm. is a black writer and he went you know and they they basically brought him up through their through their script program okay you know so they so so and you and you can almost see it with this film and believe me marvel know all eyes are on them yeah <laughs> they know they can't mess this up you know now, that's, even that's even if he marvel has to even if he has to do something funky to, like I say, make it uh, palatable for the white audience, this brother is employing damn near all black cast. 
and not only African-Americans, Africans from the continent, <clears throat> he's employing behind the camera, like costume designers, I'm sure makeup. So that alone to me is worth it. Right. You know, it, I know it, it I got my, you know, thing. yeah. And like I said, it's going to be, and I, I almost get, it's going to be, I could see three films being out of this. There's just, to me, there's no doubt it's going to happen. It's going to be a three film thing. It's not, it's not going to be only Black Panther film you see. Okay. I, I, that's my belief. All right. All right. <laughs> so do you think make. that DC is going to try to pull Black Lightning out of the ass or something? I mean, what do you think? Because you know, well, Black you know Black Panther is going to be successful. You know, you know that. Well, Black Lightning is already coming. It's, it's uh, going to be on. Um, it's going to be on the CW, the TV series. They're already developed. Oh, it's already in okay. development, and they started filming. Okay. And in fact, Clevelander Tony Isabella is the one who 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 uh, came with Black Panther. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so not Black Panther. I'm sorry, Black Lightning. My Black fault. Lightning. <laughs> Black <laughs> right, Lightning. Right, right, right. Uh huh. He came with Black Lightning. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, back in the days when he was at D at, at DC. I and um, yeah, so Black Lightning is already in development. Mm -hmm. um, it's already been, and they film it. As a matter of fact, what do you account for this resurgence in Hollywood of uh, you know? You know, these black characters, not only on Netflix, because you got Luke Cage. You know, you just told me about uh, about uh, Black Lightning. And of course, you got the Panther movie. I mean, do you think they're catching the vapors of this black cultural renaissance? Is it the the blurs, you know, and their spending that's doing it? What do you account for this? this? I think some of it is actually, you know, you, <laughs> I, I think some of what they're realizing uh, to a degree, slowly but surely, is you got to look at demographics. You got to look at who your audience is. Okay. You know, you can't just be catering to just one side of the audience. You know, the, 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 no matter how, you know, people want to try to deny it, you know, demographics are changing. Right. You know, and then, of course, honestly, money talks. I mean, you right. know, <laughs> as I said, the only color they really, no matter what you want to say, the color they really see is green. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. You know, you see Luke Cage make money. You gonna make you want to do more things like Luke Cage. You mm -hmm. see, uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna want to do that. Yeah. Um, so I mean that 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 helps. I mean, let's face it, for for you know, and 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 we gotta keep supporting. I'm gonna say quality projects. You know these quality projects that are out there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and then at the same time, I say this. Let's face it. You know, it's nice when you had the mainstream um, getting support to the mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, when they do these things, but you know, you know, we got to show some love for these indie guys too. Yeah. You know, for these smaller guys that are doing these tremendous projects so they can get out there, you know, for, cause I've seen a lot of projects out there, a number of them. I say, you know, this would be great if you turn this, if somebody, if somebody were to take this project to turn into a film, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it'd be a great, it'd be an absolutely great project. It, 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 you know, it fits that, you know? Um, and then, you know, something you know, I like to speak about is I, I like, one thing I like to see is this, I, I, I always try to understand this. I don't understand why more um, black producers uh, don't take up more sci-fi projects, you know? I mean, they you know, these different films coming out, and they aren't taking up some of these sci-fi. You know, because it'd be nice if we saw that, saw that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, supporting our own. You know, supporting our own stuff. Now, are you talking you about know, indie I, projects? Or are you talking about out of Hollywood? I'm talking about. You know, we got. You know, there are black film producers. They're black producers. They're mm -hmm. black 
in Hollywood, you know, who could take up some of these projects out that, that are out there. I, but we that's not what we that's not what we're for the most part making. Well, why do you, you know, think Jordan that? Peele, why do you think that is? I you know I can't answer that question. I mean, it's difficult for me yeah, to answer that question. One thing, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. It seems that they ain't taking interest in. That's that's what that's one thing I can I, I can see. They just that's not where that's not where their focus is. You know, when when um, they come up with a when they come up with a project idea, it has to be funded. Uh, okay, and I you notice it, you right. notice, and then when you go to these white organizations for funding, right, and right. you're African American, African whatever, what right. they have in mind is best uh, man. Uh, uh, I don't even know, you know, all of these. To me, I consider it new black exploitation because it's the <laughs> same themes, right? right. Uh, think like right. a man or whatever, or the best man wedding or, you know, love and basketball. I'm not saying they're not bad films, but I'm saying they're right. the same films. You right. know, it's, it's, it's a romance comedy or a comedy romance, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or right. something like right. that, you know what I mean? Right. Or if it's a drama, it's usually, you know, a, a hood-related kind of a thing, you know. And so they have, they, they're kind of pigeonholed. And they're pigeonholed, right. in, in, in my opinion, of me way being on the outside, is because the funders have a stereotype of what the African-American uh, experience and consumer is like. I know what you're saying, and some of that before example, we have a group say Macromedia, okay. which is I'm rich, and I the the name of the gentleman who's running it is Black gentleman who has gotten these funds, mm-hmm. you know, and he is putting out films. There are, you know, he he has he has funds, okay, to be able to put to be able to to movies, or you can say it like this: if you got somebody like I mean, I'm throwing it out there, Oprah, okay. <laughs> Who's worth all this money, for example? Right. You know, but she got her own thing. Don't get me wrong. She got, she does what she does. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not picking up these type of not, she's not picking up this, these these type of projects. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Uh, but I mean, that's that's not her interest. That's not her interest. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, she is in that movie, uh, Wrinkling Time, which is from the sci-fi was from the sci-fi book Wrinkling Time. Yep. With uh, Ava Ava DuVernay is doing it. Mm-hmm. Um. And and it's a great book. I mean, it's, I read the book years ago. It's, it's, it's a great yeah. book, mm-hmm. you know. But once again, I know it's a popular book and everything. Once again, I you know I applaud it for you know she come out. She you know she she's making the girl. It's it's now a black girl in the book that you know that it is the main character who wasn't you know who wouldn't think was was in the book back then. Right. You know it's great. But once again, it's like okay, great. You take the character that was you know uh, a white character, you made a black character. Okay, you did that. Great. You make it a more diverse cast. I got that. Yeah. But there are these books out here by these black writers. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I think that they're great books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's happening is I've, I've interviewed. I, I don't know if I'm going on thirty or forty interviews um, with African American creators. That's what I focus on. I, every now and then, you know, I reach out right. to Native American brother, Spanish brother, whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. mostly African American folks, African diaspora, right? And mm-hmm. almost to the person. They want to make mm-hmm. movies, particularly the comic book people. Right. So right. we're looking at our own. Uh, we can't call it Nollywood, can we? Can we call it Afrowood? <laughs> we're, looking at, <laughs> we're looking at that in the making. Right? right. It's just that they need our support. You know, they need our support. Right. There's this brother. Right. Uh, I'm going through my comic book stack here. 
Paul Luis Julie, who did uh, Johansi, the Econ oh. Jenny Crystal. You've seen that book, right? I've seen it, critiqued it. I, I, I love the stuff. He did the, also did the pack about exactly. the uh, Egyptian werewolves. Yeah. Now, don't book. you think Paul would be mm-hmm. dangerous with a camera? Come on, man. Oh, absolutely. Dangerous. Absolutely. Dangerous. Right, 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 right. right. You know, uh, uh, which which pulls us back. You know, that's one of the reasons why I started that uh, uh, Facebook group, uh, People of Color. Uh, You know, um, why, why, why does... People of Color Sci-Fi Collaborative. Right, filmmaker. Yeah, People of Color Sci-Fi Filmmaker Collaborative. Yes, I don't know why I I stumbled on that. I created it. But anyway... (laughs) But anyway, that's that's one of the reasons why I created that, you know, to try mm-hmm. to foster um, collaborations between creative, creative uh, people of color, mm-hmm. you know, to try to work together to get their products off the ground. Okay. I mean, for example, there's a gentleman who probably who does tremendous things. His name is Jeffrey Morris. Okay. Um, he has a website. It's, it's called Future. Uh, I'm on Future dot com. OK, that's his website. This, the quality of the work that he has done from animation to a, a like a, a short pilot that he did, mm-hmm. uh, he was, he's, he's out for, from Minnesota. Okay. The work that he's done is from his, from his studio. It's, it's, it's tremendous. Mm. It's tremendous. We've corresponded, but he's doing some, 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 some great work. Um, and so, you know, somebody could, you know, get, you know, if if you work with him on some of, because he does great special effects, things that, and they have a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a guy you want to work with. That's somebody you can get some synergy with uh, on on projects. And there's other talented people within the group that you know can collaborate and get some of these projects out. Uh, and if, what's the name if, of this group have, again? It's it's the name. It's uh, his website is futuredude.com. I'm talking about your uh, your face. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. People of color, sci-fi filmmaker collaborative. That is the name of the Facebook. And how many members do you have right now? Right now, we have 63 members right now. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, have there been any kind of uh, any linkages, any networking going on with your group, any collabs? Talk about it. So, well, it's still, you know, I, I think it's still right. We're kind of like in the fledgling stages. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, the people are posting their, you know, are posting their work. Beautiful. Uh, the price they work on, and sometimes you know things come up. They're like there's crit- critiquing that's going on. Okay. Uh, uh, of the work that's very very helpful. Okay. And uh, is it mostly illustrators? Is it filmmakers? Like what's it's the all it's, like it's people who who is people who uh, are into visual effects. It's people who are uh, uh, the filmmakers. You know, it's people who are artists. Uh, it's uh, it's um, uh, it's a pretty diverse group of, of uh, artists in that group. Now you have some experience in filmmaking. Can you talk a little bit about that? Filmmaking and script writing. Talk a little bit about yes, that. Yes. Well, well, I did. A, I did a short film called uh, Soul Possession, which was a Twilight uh, Zone like film. I did. In fact, if you uh, look up uh, Birth of a Notion, Soul Possession, that I put it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written a and I've written a number of uh, short screenplay pieces, and right now I'm working on a screenplay called The Eye of Owu. Uh, which is a which is a uh, feature length horror film I'm working on. In fact, the log line I had for the movie actually um, uh, was one of the winners of a log line contest last year. Wow! Uh, okay. 
And, and basically, I kind of go through the law line uh, for I always will. And what it is, is just, uh, a desperate mother uses ancient African magic to resurrect her daughter, then realize that the price for keeping her daughter alive entails taking the lives of others. Wow. And that's what the that's what the log line is. And and uh so now I'm working on turning into a, a, a feature length horror film. It really and it's really based on a myth from West Africa mm-hmm. about a giant who represents death. Okay. And basically the the thought is when his eye closes, a man dies. They say he's forever winking and blinking. Wow. So that's what that's what the idea is. So that's what the concept is, has come from. Okay. And I read that story, I just had this idea for this film. Um, and that's what I'm working on writing now. Martin, how can people support your work? Is there a, a book they can purchase? We talked about uh, uh, Mo, Mo Logo. Did I get that right? Yeah, Mo Logo and His Contemplative Trouble. Yes, Mo Logo and His Contemplative Trouble. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, I welcome people to go take a, you know, uh, uh, purchase it, get, critique it, you know, okay. uh, let me know what they what they think. Uh, like I said, I'm working on a feature list novel, and I am. And, um, Soon, I'm you know I'm going to be uh, looking to do uh, Kickstarter on a uh, for for the graphic novel. Uh, a lot of people read it and they like it. Everybody likes it. I mean, a lot of people like it. Um, mm-hmm. I have a great, a tremendous artist who's working with me on uh, has has done some things and and uh, we've been talking about doing a, a a graphic novel off of it. And I'd like to probably you know do a Kickstarter based on it. Uh, where can we find you on the internet on social media and uh, and shout out your uh, Facebook group again? Well, basically, uh, social media. I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Martin Reese, at <laughs> Martin Reese. I'm, I'm on Twitter, and that's R E E S E family. R E E S E. Uh huh. Yep, just like peanut butter cup. Okay. And of course, my my Facebook feed, my my Facebook group. Sorry, is People of Color Sci-Fi Filmmakers Collaborative. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have my um, blog, Martin Theory Relativity. Fantastic. Mr. Martin Reese, it's been an honor to have you on the program. All right. Well, thanks very much for having me. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soulspeak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And, of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud. And um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family. I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time.